0: welcome to mogul talk with darcel Lari, where success is just a byproduct of who we are it's your girl your host darcel where every week i'll be bringing you a mogul minute of inspiration new topics and surprise guests stay tuned it's time for your mogul minute of inspiration can i get a drum roll please Today's Mogul Minute of Inspiration is As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he And that's a scripture out of the Bible And that's one of my favorite scriptures And the reason why I wanted to make that our Mogul Minute of Inspiration today Is because it's very, very true I know there's so many books out here talking the power of your mind And the power of your thoughts and the power of your vibes But the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he or she. And it's so important to know what are you thinking? What do you believe? That is so crucial to your success. That is so crucial to who you are as a human being. That's so crucial to who you are as a mother, as a spouse, as an employer, as an employee, as a friend right it's so important to know what you think in your heart and not only for other people but also extremely what's extremely important is what's for yourself how do you feel about you and that is so key and crucial to moving forward in life is to change your thoughts if they're negative make sure that you're starting to produce positive thoughts make sure that you're starting to produce faith and hope for your future so check your thoughts today check what you're feeling in your heart today so that way as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So just hope that you are thinking the right things, so you can become the man or woman that you would like to become. And that was your mogul minute of inspiration. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Mogul Talk with Darcel Lari. Today is an amazing episode because I have a special guest who y'all already know. Y'all gonna love her. Her name is Dana Marie. Say hi. Hey, what's up
1: everybody? Like she said, my name is Dana Marie and I am the crazy cool Christian. I love me some Jesus Christ and there is nothing that anybody can do about it. So we're going to have some fun today and I can't wait to let you know that
0: everything God is doing in my life and for my ministry. I know that's right, y'all. So y'all heard it first. We're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about (laughs) how we love the Lord and all the amazing projects that Dana Marie has going on. So stay tuned and definitely buckle up your seatbelts because it's time to talk (laughs) and definitely have some mogul talk. So Dana Marie, let everybody know who you are and uh, what are some things that you do?
1: So I am an author of the live life free book it's a spiritual guide to declaring freedom in every area of your life so if you are lacking something that is not of God and when you read this book you will get everything you need to live a life full of purpose I'm also the owner of the Crazy Cool Christian Clothing Line, where we are declaring that we are crazy, but we absolutely love and adore Jesus Christ. And last but not least, I am a professional host or MC, whatever you want to call it. You put me (laughs) in front of a stage and get me a mic, and I will do my thing. I'm grateful for the gift that God has given me, and I, I just love to talk, and I love to bring
0: audiences together, people together, and that's my thing awesome and she is not lying y'all so I met her a couple of months ago and she's right you give her a mic and she is good to go y'all so she definitely inspired me and that's one of the reasons why I had to have her on the podcast um, because she's just an awesome woman of God and so you know one of the things if you are a dedicated listener you would know that a lot of times in my mogul minutes of inspiration I'm always giving you guys Kind of like my inspiration, but really... My scriptures, the things that I stand on, which is the word of God. And I often have, um, you know, special guests on that are also believers. And, you know, that is really the foundation of who I am. So it, it's definitely all over the podcast and throughout the episodes of Mogul Talk. So I definitely wanted to talk tonight about, you know, our foundation of faith and where does that come from and how does that define us and who we are. So Mm-hmm. Dana, I, I want, want you to kick it off with everybody. They always say everybody has a testimony. They say we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. Uh, tell the people a little bit about your Christian journey. How did you become saved? Did you go to church all your life? You know, tell people, how did you get to the place that you are now? Yeah, of course. So I actually grew
1: up in the church. So I would call it I was Christian by default. Because my grandma, my great-grandma, my mom, everybody was Christian. So we went to church every Sunday. We looked nice. We had on our little Easter clothes just about every Sunday. (laughs) And we went and we worshiped the Lord. And I, I wouldn't say that I fully understood what it is that I was learning and experiencing. It wasn't until I had an encounter myself with the Holy Spirit, and I believe that the Holy Spirit was speaking through a woman at my church, and she's like, "Are you saved?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I go to church every Sunday. Yeah, I'm saved. I had to be about like seven, eight. I don't even know." And. Um, I'm like, yeah, I'm saved, and she's like, "Uh, but do you believe that Jesus died on the cross and was baptized, and and this and this and that? She's going on and on, and I'm like, "Uh, then I guess I'm not saved. So I kind of made that decision to, you know, accept Jesus Christ, and I felt at that moment that the Holy Spirit imparted on me, and I would go through my adolescent years, like just really... With a hunger for God, and I was curious mm-hmm. about Him. You know, I, I would go in the room and my mom's room, and I would play praise and worship music. And I got caught a few times by my brother. He'd come and like, "What are you doing?" I would be <laughs> crying on the floor, slain in the Holy Spirit, and, mm-hmm. and still, like I said, just like a kid. But there was always this thirst and hunger for God, and it was odd for me. And i and I'll tell you why it was odd because the Christians that were around me that I grew up with, they weren't embodying the essence of Christ. They were mean, they were judgmental. uh, They were into some things that God just, I knew that God didn't even approve of. And I'm like, well, how are these people Christian? But they mean and nasty, they disrespectful, they're Mm -hmm. judgmental. They, you know, everything the word tells you not to do, they are doing it. And I'm like, God, like this can't be Christianity. Like this is, this is not, this is not it. And I'm like, okay, Dana, because I was at a point in my life where I gave up on God because of those people, those same people that I saw grew up in the faith just like me, that said that they were saved just like me, but they were mean, nasty, rude, disrespectful. They were all over the place. Just heathens, as my grandmama would say, heathens. (laughs) <laughs> and I and, and literally. And I'm like, this is not for me. Christianity is not for me. I'm not doing this. And I took a step away from it. But something was missing. Like when I when I mm-hmm. stopped praising God, when I stopped reading my word, when I stopped praying, I literally felt like a part of me died. And yeah. I felt so empty and alone. And that's what I knew that, Dana, the only way for me to live is to have Jesus Christ at the center of my heart. Because mm-hmm. when I call myself uh, denouncing my Christianity and saying I ain't following Christ because all his, his people are crazy, all these people that we call the Christians, they're crazy, and this they... ain't <laughs> like it was literally a part of me God and I had to realize that it's not the people that make up the face of Christianity it's Jesus Christ and if mm-hmm. I should study in his word exactly what Jesus Christ did and try my best to live like he lived and to do what he does and what he did then I am indeed a Christian and I'm grateful mm-hmm. for that journey. I'm grateful for, you know, just the ups and downs and having to really pull out my Bible and study for myself and not just be a Christian by default, just because everybody in my yes. family was Christian. No, that's not how it goes. I needed to develop a personal relationship with him. And that is where I am now. Now I know him. Like, I know when he speaks to me, I know when I try to act like it's him and I really hate him. But because I want my <laughs> yes, I just play around like, okay, that's God. No, nope, I know when he's talking, I know when he says, wait I know when he says go I, I know all of these things because I truly have a relationship with my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ
0: yes I agree 1000% I'm over here like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, one of the a couple things that you mentioned I love the fact that you said you know even growing up in the church you know it's so important to have a relationship for yourself you can't you know, live on your grandmother's salvation, your mother's salvation, your sister's salvation, your brother's salvation. You have to have, you have to be able to know God for yourself, and that is something that is so key and so important. It's nice to have people who introduce you to God, and like you said, you knew you were going. You know, you had Sundays best on. Yeah. But then it came to a point where, do I really believe? And so, definitely, you know, having that moment that you know God for yourself, and there's nothing like it. I. know for myself I was going through um, I actually went to uh, a Christian school and so for me you know I was going to church you know during school hours because they'll make you go to church during school and so I would go and you know I'm learning about God and all that type of stuff and that was great and it definitely Mm -hmm. was those seeds that were planted but then the moment I graduated you know because I went to uh, Christian school all throughout um, grade school and high school so once I graduated to high school, you know, I was like, all right, well, I'll do what I want now." and it was that sense of like you said like emptiness where well what do I do about my faith like do I still go to church do I you know it's like you have to now make that decision for yourself and so you know I had that moment where like all right, well let me find a church home because I really only had my school church so um, I had to find a church home and I would go here and I would go there and I'm like uh because I truly believe and I say this all the time is that you You have to find the church that is best fit for you Um, everyone has a different type of way that they worship everyone has a different type of personality Um, some people receive messages differently so you have to find what's best for you also make sure it's biblically sound but um, Mm -hmm. definitely find what's best for you and so I ended up finding you know the church that was right for me But it took some time And you know You're right You have to work out Your own salvation You have to learn The word for yourself And you have to really um, You know Develop that relationship And I remember When I You know Started to allow Distractions To take me away From my faith And I love When you mentioned um, Even something As as hurtful As church hurt Could be You know Sometimes we allow The distractions To stop us from our relationship with God and you're right that being a Christian is it means that I follow Jesus Christ I believe in who he is and that he's died for me and we allow distractions that's nothing but the enemy you know we allow you know church hurt to take over or make us leave a church or say you know what I'm not following God no more this is why you know I don't believe in you know I'm not gonna be a believer I'm just gonna be spiritual Mm -hmm. but not a believer and yep. I, I just saw a post today on Instagram talking about, you know, um, Megan Good. She's actress Megan Good. She stated that, you know, church people is the reason why that she left the church. And... Yes. What do you have to say to that, you know, when people make that decision? Because it is real. We are human and we have our flesh and we do get hurt. But how do you how are you able to I know for yourself, like you said, when sometimes even the the people in the church can push you away. How are you able to kind of come back? Well,
1: first of all, I had to realize that, like you said, we are. All humans, and because mm-hmm. we are all humans, we all make mistakes. Like, nobody is perfect. And I had to learn how to forgive and yes. understand that I did not necessarily have to reconcile with those people, but I needed to forgive them so that I can move on. And, and mm-hmm. it, it had nothing to do with, oh, now because this church hurt me this way, I'm gonna go back in that church. No, I left the church that you know, kept constantly hurting me and doing things to intentionally hurt my family as well. And I had to leave that church because I'm not going to just stay there. I'm not going to be a fool Mm -hmm. and stay in that same place that, you know, is just really trying to deter me from, truly believing in Jesus Christ. No, I Mm -hmm, forgave mm -hmm. them and I moved on to a place that was better for me. Yes, there's always going to be church drama, church mess, church shenanigans. It's always going to be there anywhere you go, but you have to know what you can tolerate. If you can tolerate, um, you know, if you can tolerate the Bishop uh, gown talking you and disrespecting you, then you stay. But if you can't, then you need to go somewhere else where the Bishop doesn't think that he's more highly than everybody else where the bishop yep. knows that he's a sinner just like you, but he also mm-hmm. called to preach the word of God and to, to protect and pastor over his people. So he shouldn't, you know, it, it's not his job to condemn. Yeah. He gonna give the word, but the Holy spirit uh, convicts and, and we get condemned when we realize, okay, we, we sinned, we made a mistake. And then all of that is washed away when we ask for forgiveness. So understanding that, these people are going to make those mistakes because they're human and Mm -hmm. we all make mistakes and yet you have to forgive and let go of the hurt in some instances, you can stay and reconcile, but then in some instances, you have to move on. Like, God that. is not going to tell you to just stay in, in the mess, stay in the confusion, because our God does things in decency and in order. So if it's mm-hmm. always a mess where you are, then it's no order. Something ain't right. It might yep. be a spirit, but not the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I know
0: now, that's right so,
1: so <laughs> knowing knowing when you know it's 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 the people and it's not the God in them and that's what I had to keep separating I always say to my husband you know, I said babe I'm gonna make a shirt it's not that I don't trust you I don't trust the demons inside of you so it's it's people that have you know these spirits on them they do certain things you know some when a person is hurt and of course they want to hurt other people and it gets trickled down from church person to church person so they're trying to you know Basically heal from something that's done to them or that was done to them and they're doing it in the wrong way because they never forgave what happened to them. So generation after generation gets hurt in the church, but I I know I know for sure that we can break the curse. Because I know that's right. That's, that's what the enemy is trying to do. He's trying to cause confusion in the church so that we won't be together as one body, so that we won't be able to function and go out into the world and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because if there's some, you know, if the leg is broke, then we can't mock. So if a one mm-hmm. part of the church isn't doing his job, then, you know, when we go out there to go minister, they're going to look, well, that, I just saw Susan at the club, you know, gyrating and shaking as my grandma would say, <laughs> gyrating and shaking in the club, getting everybody's <laughs> number and, and drinking, carrying all acting a fool. So why should I come to the Christian faith when y'all doing the same thing I'm doing? Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. have to be, we have to be on one accord and the way that the enemy Stops that from happening is that he allow us to hurt one another, and yeah. in our pride. Our pride doesn't allow us to come down. Oh no, I'm not doing. I'm not being a part of this ministry because she said my wig was twisted, and she told everybody in to the church. But like, we we just allow a nonsense to come in, and not yeah. recognizing the tricks of the enemy when they are even about before they even take place, because we know. Come on, the spirit of gossip—we know. Yeah. The spirit of judgment, we know. Like that ain't that ain't of Jesus. That's not of Christ. No, you're right. And and, and uh, to be honest, you know the the church hurt that I had. I didn't think that I could heal from it because, um, you know, I was molested by somebody from the church, and the things that he said to me, the things that he said, the things that she said, because it was multiple people, you know, it was just, I couldn't even believe the things that they said and things that they were doing to me, but they would be in church praising the Lord. Like, I, I just I couldn't mm. understand that. So it took a long time for me to really heal and and allow myself to Say I'm a follower of Jesus Christ again, because I couldn't. Yeah. not put it together. I couldn't put it together. Yeah. And then even my father, who's claiming, oh, you know, I love the Lord, but he's an alcoholic. He's abusive and disrespectful to my mother. He wasn't mm-hmm. really a, a present father. So even though, you know, like I said, they were humans and we make mistakes. I could not get over that at first. And I went through some dark and deep years because I tried to do life without God, because Mm. I was so caught on what people did to me. God didn't do it. It was the people that did this to me that I was mad at God and I was angry at God because he could have smited those people. He could have stopped it from happening. He could have changed my whole situation around, but he refused. So I got angry at him Mm
0: -hmm. and I let it
1: all I let it all go because these church people that were supposed to be my family in Christ supposed to love and protect me. They hurt me. And so I said, it took me, it, it took for me to forgive. Some people I did not reconcile with. No, I reconcile with my father. Yes. But my molesters, no, I'm not reconciling with them. Like it, mm-hmm, you crossed mm-hmm. the boundary and I don't need to. Yeah.
0: But yeah. For,
1: for, for that church hurt to, you know, it, it really hurt me so bad. I didn't ever think that I was going to come back to God. And I'm so grateful, so grateful for his grace and mercy mm-hmm. and just for Him showing me the light, like showing me like, Dana, I didn't do these things to you. These people did. I gave people free will. They made the decision to do what they did. And God will not interrupt with free will most of the times, He will let you make the decisions that you want to make, and then he will work it all out for your good in the end. But these Amen. people did this. It wasn't God. And when I realized that, okay, like, I'm gonna forgive them, and I'm gonna I'm gonna move on with my life.
0: Absolutely, and and you're right. Like I, it's rightfully so that it took so long because th- that is something that is so precious, and that is something that is it runs deep, you know. And so I know that um, for me personally, you know church hurt or hurt in general you know especially when we see people who are supposed to protect us or love us or things of that nature you know it's it that's the hardest you know to to forgive i remember me having you know i went 10 years without having the best relationship with my father um due to hurt with him and you know i felt like the person that was supposed to I, i had him on this pedestal and when he let me down, you know, I was like, well, how can I even love effectively with anybody else? And, you know, how can I even, you know, love if I if I don't have a good if my father would do this to me, you know, you kind of start to pull away from God and you think about it like you said, like God didn't do it to you or to me or to anybody else that's listening out there. And it's so important to not put God in the same category as human beings. Yes, and I think we on. sometimes put people on such a pedestal that we think, how can they do it? But they're not God. Now, not excusing the behavior because God will deal with them, trust and believe. Exactly. God yeah. will deal come with on. them. But wholeness truly comes as. At the beginning that you start forgiving other people like that's really when you're set free to be free in Christ and have wholeness and not have these different things that are lacking and missing in your life It's truly it starts with forgiveness. It starts whether it's forgiving you know, church hurt, whether it's forgiving family hurt, whether it's forgiving a friend, whether it's forgiving, you know, a a loved one, a, a significant other, whatever, forgiving yourself, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Is you know, wholeness starts at forgiveness. You know, I remember when I was in a, an abusive relationship mm. and... That, I mean, alone, you know, uh, definitely had me drawing away from God. And, you know, because you just start to get depressed. You start to get down on yourself. You start to feel yourself slipping away. And, you know, for me, I remember this like never before. I was supposed, right before I I was getting off of work and I was supposed to get into the car and I had to, in order to get home, I had to hop on the 95. As I was walking to my car, are, the spirit of God was like, You're going to die. And yeah. I was like, Huh? I'm about to get in this car. Should I get in the car? I just oh, was wow. like, What? And it wasn't. And so I was so scared to drive home because I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to, you know, die. I don't want to go out this yeah. way. And it really was not that physical death it was spiritual death. And he was letting me know, if you continue to allow yourself to be in this place, in this relationship, you will spiritually die and that I just was crying all the way home and I was like oh my gosh God I have to get back to being on fire for you and God is truly that safe place when your mom don't do you right when your dad don't do you right when your significant other don't do you right whoever it is God always has the best plan for your life and sometimes if you have nobody else as long as you have God you have everything you need and that's harder it's easier said than done because people Mm -hmm. will say oh well I need to feel companionship I need to feel this but if it ain't from God you don't want it anyway because then you're going to just end up in the same place all over again which is reaching out to God say God take deliver me deliver me from this person deliver me from that situation whatever it is so I truly want to encourage, you know, you know, each and every one of you who are listening, if you've been through what Dana's been through, if you've been through something similar to what I've been through, know that forgiveness is the beginning of your wholeness. And it doesn't excuse behavior. It doesn't excuse the people. But what it does is set you free. So. Come on. Yes, girl. So. I definitely thank you and appreciate you for being so transparent because it truly helps us to be able to help other people, so. Oh, you are welcome. <laughs> I think another thing, too, I think, um, you know, we have so many offenses when it comes to church too you know I think we have our guard up and it's like you know what you were saying was you know we don't have offenses as many offenses I feel like when we go you know when people go to the club when people go here when people go there we give so many people second chances third chances fourth chances you know um, and you think about sometimes even like people who are in positions of power how many chances they get but Mm -hmm. when it comes to god we are afraid to keep giving him a chance to prove himself to us or show himself to us um so you want to talk a little bit about that yeah so i i feel like especially to my friends and family who are not
1: believers for mm-hmm. whatever reasons, whether they experience church hurt or they're just not interested anymore. You know, mm-hmm. and sometimes, you know, when, when we give our life up for Christ, some of the things that we desire to do, our fleshly desires, of course we cannot do. So some people aren't even willing to do that. So they, they choose not to be Christian anymore or to even practice the faith because everybody wants to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. So for, for those people, I always find myself in a position where if I make the slightest mistake, now I didn't have moments where I didn't curse somebody out, okay? Mm-hmm. I didn't have moments where I might have done, um, you know, done something that wasn't godly because, you know, I fell short. And I will own up to that. And mm-hmm. the moment I do one thing, oh, my God, I thought you was Christian. I, I know. Love Jesus. <laughs> How you a Christian and you whoa? I am a Christian, I do love Jesus, I'm going to curse you out, and then after I curse you out, I'm going to repent, but <laughs> <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, I, I think what people have to understand, and this is for every believer out there, what what you have to understand is that you will make mistakes, and don't allow people to to condemn you and to Mm -hmm. ridicule you for being human. Like you are human. As long as every day you're not going out there cursing everybody at your job out, but you know, you might've cursed them out on a Monday and then Tuesday you let the Holy spirit use you. And then Wednesday, you let the Holy Spirit, but then on Thursday, you might have fell, made a mistake, and cursed <laughs> them out again, but you don't want Tuesday and Wednesday without cursing them out. So as long mm-hmm. as you are actively trying to embody the essence of Jesus Christ and knowing that when you fall short, that you are going to everything in your power to repent to mean it and to never do it again that is all that matters don't allow people to make you feel like you are less than a Christian or, or you really aren't a follower of Jesus because you made a mistake no you a mistake you do it and and you you ask for forgiveness and then you work hard to never do it again and you will have yeah. moments where you might do it again. But that's the beauty of this faith. We serve a forgiving God. Yes. Like he He forgives us, and He knows our heart, and He knows our struggles. So when He actively sees you like working to to stray away from temptation, you know you might you might like the boys. You might like you might let them boys. The boys
0: be fine. But <laughs> so when He sees
1: that you are just. You know, you're like, you know what? I'm in a single season and I'm not all entertaining. I already know it's the enemy. I love me some tall, dark, and handsome. And every guy that the walk <laughs> past me with taller. Like when God sees that you are, you know, just really trying, he is proud. And even yeah. if you fall short, he is even more proud when you recognize that you fell short and you ask for forgiveness because Absolutely. that's really all that he wants from us he knows that we're not perfect he knows that already we don't gotta fake the phone mm-hmm. and we don't have to allow people to that's why you he know sent to Jesus. make us feel any kind of way because we messed up
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I will say that quick like, like quickly like I am not perfect no I am not validating my behavior what I did was wrong I will yeah. let you know I did what I did was wrong but is already done. I did it. I'm going to repent. I'm going to ask God to watch my mouth because I have the most sarcastic mouth probably in the world sometimes. <laughs> like, I will sit with you quick. And guess what? I won't even use curse words, but I will just completely get your whole life together. With words. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and I'm working on that. And, and yeah. when I pray, it's like, God, look, I know that I can be, you know, I know that I need to tame my tongue. I know that I need, you know, my lips to be filled with honey and, and, Mm -hmm, you know, I need mm -hmm. to speak kindness and love and, and bear the fruits of this. Like I know this guy, so help me correct my spirit and help me to, to exude you and not me. And when I want to respond the way that Dana would respond, allow your Holy Spirit to take over me and to speak on my behalf. And I recognize that. I recognize that and God is so proud of me. Just like when you, anybody out there that's listening, when you recognize your sins and you recognize the areas in your life where you fall short, but you are trying, like God sees you, like he sees you. And I'm about to give you a whole round of applause. (laughs) Like God sees you keep going and don't allow these people to say anything about your journey because this is a journey I think Lauren yes. London said the marathon continues. It's it's a marathon. Yes. It's a marathon. Fine. It's not no, a sprint. Least, yes, it's not a sprint. You're gonna fall short. You're gonna have your moment where God blesses you with things, and He gives you everything that you pray for, and then you, you know, you might fall back and, and forget to pray and do all that because you don't got your answer prayer, and then you got to come back in. So
0: you're gonna have moments. Yes, I think the biggest thing that when you think when you read the word um where it starts with Adam and Eve and when they sinned, I think the biggest thing that God wants from us, the first thing that Adam. And Eve did when they they sinned they hid and God had to say where are you and it's not meaning you know where are you as in he didn't know where they were he wanted Mm. them to fess up where they actually were and 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 why they were were hiding and so when we sin the enemy wants you to hide and feel shameful he wants you to feel like you were saying condemned he wants you to condemn yourself he wants you to go into depression or have anxiety or whatever it is to say you know what I'm not worthy anymore of God's love, but no, God, you are worthy because of the fact that Jesus died on the cross because he thought you were that worthy. So that way he can have relationship with us. And what God wants more than anything is relationship with us. And one of the reasons why David Was a man after God's own heart It's not because he did not sin It's because he kept He kept getting back up And getting back up And if you're thinking about a boxer in the ring And you know every time they get Knocked down You know they keep getting back up They keep getting back up Because they're like no I'm not tapping out right? And so what God wants you to do on this walk He doesn't want you to tap out He wants you to be able to press forward In your relationship with him No matter the circumstances Circumstances, because, because the only God. person that can actually help you or heal you is the person that created you. So the reason why we keep on feeling like, you know, we're not enough is because we keep going to something that is, can't even fix us, that didn't even create us and try to look for a aid. You me. know, we have to go to the actual healer, to the actual one that can help us. And so, you know, we all have uh, parts of us that fall short and God honors our obedience. He honors when we try, like you said, It's about the progress. You You know, know, if you went a whole week without cursing someone out in traffic or something like that, that is progress if you used to do it every day. Yeah, you know if you used to Lord. you know be out there in these streets you know with men women whomever and you decided to do a whole year of being abs- abstaining from sex and then you slip up one day that whole year didn't didn't just go in vain because of one slip up because you God saw your obedience he saw you try like you uh. were saying Dana, <laughs> is that he saw that you tried he saw that you put forth the effort but it's about you getting back up and so that is so 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 important. So I'm glad you really touched on that because so many believers do fall away.
1: Listen, I just feel like somebody's going to get a breakthrough listening to this.
0: Yes. Because, like it
1: is, it is so hard when you, you try, you try so hard to, to just do it right. You know, and, and, and this is why I created the, the crazy cool Christian live life free brand because mm-hmm. you just try so hard to be a perfect Christian. I right? And You don't want to do anything wrong. You don't want to mess up. And, we begin to condemn ourselves because like you said you'll you'll go a month and you'll be celibate, but then you had that one slip up. And then you think it's all thrown out. the window. Oh, my God, I'm so horrible. Oh, my God. God is going to be so mad. Why can't I just do this one thing? And, like, we start to condemn ourselves. And then because mm-hmm. we are so shameful, we don't want to go back to God. So then we stay in it. All right, well, I done slipped up. I might as well keep doing it now. I done had this drink. Yeah. I was I was sober for five years, and I had this wondering. I might as well keep going. No. Like, No.
0: Yeah, you get, get back, back because, up. You get yeah, back just up. because
1: you had that slip up, like, that slip up does not define you. Yes. Like, what defines you is your ability to overcome that mess up, to keep going and to get back up, like you said, mm-hmm. and to keep pressing towards the mark. Mm-hmm. Like, that is what defines you. And 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 I am in in the name of Jesus, like I'm just declaring and decreeing that somebody is listening and that they are going to just get their breakthrough and they're going to truly understand that God sees you. God sees yes. you trying. God sees your faithfulness and it doesn't matter when you messed up. It doesn't matter what you did. Like he sees you trying right now and you have to you you have to forgive. You have to stop condemning yourself. Like just yes. stop it. Stop it. Yes. Because God sees your progress and he sees that you are truly on this journey and that you are serious about this and as you begin to grow in your faith and you begin to be in, in more relationship with God and really begin to just take your faith to the next level you'll start to see that the same things the same slip-ups and same mess ups you used to do back then when you was a little baby in faith like you're not gonna be mm-hmm. doing it anymore because, yeah. because you're growing, you're growing and God yeah. sees that God sees you. And, and for me, you know, I was always trying to be that perfect Christian because I felt like, Oh my God, if somebody see me mess up and they're not going to want to be a Christian because that's what I did. I saw people mess up and I didn't want to be a Christian. I saw church people acting a fool, acting crazy. And I'm like, Oh no, I don't want to be a Christian. So I put that pressure on myself and, mm-hmm. And that's not a, a a way to live.
0: Because
1: yeah. every little every little time that I messed up, that I made a mistake, that I fell short of the glory of God, I condemned myself. And and I felt like, oh, you know, well, I done messed it up now, so I might as well just go back to sinning. You know, I might as well yeah. just go back to talking to this guy, that guy, that guy doing this, doing that, doing that. Might as well. Mhm. And it I took me it. back farther.
0: Yeah. And then it ends up sometimes being worse because of the fact that you allowed yourself to fall right back into that. Um, What I will say is for those who are listening and you're just starting out in the faith or you're considering the faith. um, I think a lot of preconceptions that, you know, people have is, you know, well, how can I be Christian, but still have swag? And so, you know, people think that, okay, when you're Christian, You can't have fun, and I'm not saying sin, and that's because people think that sin equals fun. That's not the definition of fun. You know, you can travel, you can get your passport, you can see other countries, see other cultures. I know some of the things that were on my bucket list was like swimming with dolphins and stuff yeah. and ziplining through the jungle. And like, those are things, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm an adrenaline junkie. So that those are the things that I was able to get off my list. Like that was fun for me. Whether yeah. it's, you know, hanging out with your girlfriends or whatever it is for you I don't want you to think that your life has to be boring because you're a Christian no you yep. should have the most fulfilling life because you have the you know you claim Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior so what I love that you did that what you did is you started a clothing line crazy yes. cool and Christian and so yes. let's talk about the infancy of the birth of of, of this project and this clothing line
1: so everybody who knows me knows I love Jesus Christ. Like this like it's not a it's a it's not a given. Like everybody just knows, you know, know, <laughs> love Christ. I don't know if I got a big tick too that I can't see they right know, so um but they also know that i'm crazy like i'm loud i'm full of energy full of life like that's been me my entire life from middle school all the way up until now like i am just loud mm-hmm. crazy and i will get the energy flowing if you got a bad vibe trust me come around me it will switch instantly because I don't do no bad vibes over here So they're like, "Dan, you're crazy. (laughs) You're just so crazy. And then I would have people who are like, yo, you were just, you know, like, you're so cool to talk to. Like, I just, I feel like I can talk to you. You know, I would meet people on the bus. They would tell me their whole life story. And it was just like a really like cool energy that I would bring a cool and comfortable energy. So I was like, okay, Dana, you're crazy. You're cool. And you're Christian, crazy, cool, Christian. And that was literally how it came about. And one of the things. I share with people is that like you said, the faith in the faith, especially when you're just starting out, you always get a list of things that you cannot do. You can't mm-hmm, murder, mm-hmm. you can't drink, you can't do this, can't do like whatever it is that the church gives you because sometimes churches make up their own rules and stuff that you can't do. It don't even be in the Bible. <laughs>
0: but yeah. whatever it
1: is, you get the whole list of what you can't do and mm-hmm. what I wanted to do I wanted to shed some light on what you can do you can still be crazy in in a fun way right just fun like full of life um you know I, I hang out with friends I participate in game nights you know mm-hmm. I'm you know I'll yell randomly yell something out in the middle of the street just because I feel like it like I do all of those things and it is hilarious and it's fun <laughs> like I I hang out with friends, I travel and it's all fun. But no, you won't see me, you know, busting it down, Tatiana. You know, like you won't see me <laughs> doing you won't see me doing those things because to me, because I am working hard to be more like Christ, I just feel like that's something that, you know, doesn't really coincide with what he would want me to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just even for my moral values. Like I don't want guys looking at me in that way, you know, uh that's not what I wanna do. So I think it's like just figuring out what your idea of fun is. Like, if you like hanging out, you can hang out. Like, it is mm-hmm. okay to hang out with your friends and to, to have fun with your friends, game nights. And, you know, some people even, like. I like to drink. Okay, well, why do you like to drink? And and this is a conversation I have with people who love to drink. Why do yeah. you like to drink? Well, because it makes me feel good. Okay, well, why are you feeling bad? Because if mm-hmm. you can get to the root of why you're feeling bad, you won't need a drink to always make you feel good. You need to heal mm-hmm. from whatever is making you feel bad. So you're not mm-hmm. even drinking really because you like it. You're drinking because you're trying to mask some hurt. You're trying to yeah. you're trying to you're trying to get over something with alcohol. Yeah. So literally, you know, I'm, I don't tell people what to do, but I want you to know if you're making a decision, why do you like to drink? Why do you like to smoke? Why do you, oh, because it helps you with something else. I know somebody way better that can help you. Jesus Christ. If you want to get on your hands and knees and you will ask God for deliverance, ask God for healing from whatever it is that you are going through and stop trying to use all of these vices to help you get through it because it's only temporary, but my God, he lasts forever. Never. Like, he is always there. He will love never, yes. never, 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 never leave you, nor forsake you. And that I know to be true. And yes. that is really what I just try to show people. Like, my life is not boring. It is literally yeah. a lot going on from hosting events to selling T-shirts and, and rocking a brand to books and speaking about the books to my non-profit focused females where I mentor young girls and mm-hmm. to just my regular nine to five that I work part-time excuse me, so it wouldn't be nine to five, right? So my regular part-time job <laughs> that I work, <laughs> so like it's literally just a lot going on from you know, I'm the, the children's volunteer coordinator at my church, so it's literally a lot going on and I make time yeah. to have fun but because my morals align with, you know, with what God would have me to do, it's all fun for me. I go dancing. You know, I'm very selective about, you know, certain songs that I listen to, but I go dancing. You know, I bounce around the house like an ape. My husband always calling me crazy. And I'm like, yes, that's why we got the friend. <laughs>
0: No, I, I, I agree. Like, you know, I love the idea of crazy cool Christian because I think that's one of, you know, and to be transparent, like listeners, like you're not in this by yourself. Please know that I was the ultimate party girl. (laughs) I was the one that you would go twerking with. You know, you will call me up on a Friday night and you will be, and you know, you will have like Darcel has the party. Like the party doesn't start until Darcel gets there. So I was that girl that everyone will blow me up. Are we going to the club tonight? Are we going to the club this weekend? Wow. And I would have my outfits already planned out mm-hmm. and you know, we're going to turn up. We're going to have a couple drinks. And that was what I thought was fun for so long so i don't want y'all to feel alone okay but that was the hardest thing for me when i was going to bible study on wednesday but then still going to the club on friday you know because i was like well jesus loves me and he does um i didn't realize at the time that By me, it wasn't all about me. And I was like, but this is what I want to do. I love, and because I genuinely love to dance. I mean, my first job actually was a choreographer at 13 years old. That is something that I absolutely love to do, which is dance. But- you know, I was like, I just want to dance. I don't want to have to dance at home. I want to dance at the club, you know, where it's lit. Whatever it is, right? And so people, you know, I didn't realize that me just thinking about myself, I wasn't thinking about who I was representing. And it's so important to remember who are you representing. And you know, you would think, oh, you know, there was times that, you know, I would get lit, you know, as far as drinking. And then you think about, oh, that was such a fun night. And But then I realized some of my worst decisions were when i was drinking you know so if you put it all together you start to realize oh that's why god doesn't want me to do x y and z because it's not that he wants to stop you from clubbing it's not that he wants to stop you from you know having a glass it's the fact that one who are you representing and then how what are the decisions that you're making while you're under the influence or while you're in certain situations? And sometimes we think we're that strong. Sometimes we think, Oh, well, if I'm in this, if I'm at the club, I'm not going to have a drink and that's what I would tell myself I can just go there and dance but then you know my girlfriends are having a drink or they're like oh you know shots for everybody or a a cute cute guy will come up to me and say hey can I buy you a drink and I'll be like what free is for me and so I'm going to get this free drink real quick you know and so it took time for me to realize who I'm representing and why those things are not for me and you know I won't say that I don't enjoy, you know, spending time with my friends and listening to music or say, hey, you know, let's go out and have a good time. But at the same time, I have to always remember now who am I representing and who I'm representing is far more important than me just having a good time. And so, you know, you have to learn to have fun in different ways. You have to learn how to, certain places may not be for you anymore. Um, You know, there may be, you know, a a club that is for couples and you know everyone's not gonna be turned. I don't know what it is and you know that it's a little bit more of a a nice vibe a mature vibe versus just everyone twerking all over the place and just going crazy mayhem like you have Mm -hmm. to really find what's for you and what's not gonna allow you to fall because ultimately your walk with Christ is so much more important than a good two hours of your life you know and so those are the things that I had to grow to. So that's why I love your brand, Crazy Cool Christian, is because of the fact that you represent that you can still have fun and still be cool. You can you're not corny because you love Jesus. Like you're still cool <laughs> and you can still be yep. follow God. So I love that. Tell people a little bit about your other projects that you have going on. So you say that you mentor girls. You also, you know, have your book, uh, Love Life Free book as well. So tell people about the other things that you have going on outside of your clothing line.
1: Okay. Yeah, so Live Life Free is my book. And in that book, I show you how to live your most abundant life by utilizing the tools in the Bible, like everything you need to get your whole life together is in the word of God. So it navigates you through five areas of your life. So we start with your spiritual freedom. And that's basically your relationship with Christ, like knowing who you are in Christ. Um, And like I said earlier, the Christian Bible, Default, I think that a lot of Christians that grew up in the church, they become Christian by default, and they don't personally have a relationship with Jesus Christ. So it walks you through that entire process, just getting your whole it together and, and living mm-hmm. your living your life free spiritually then it takes you off into mental freedom. I struggle with bipolar disorder and major depression. So that is still an active battle that I have. And I think in the church, you know, they're like, Oh, you can't be Christianly depressed. No, David was depressed in Psalm forty two yeah. and in Psalms forty three. So, you know, what we need to understand is that there will be some moments where you will, you know, you might go through depression and it is not a sin what needs to happen is we need to use the tools the people that God put in place The you know that's mental therapy uh, that's also the Word of God that's prayer that's fasting. it's all of those things using all of those tools to overcome these mental battles Uh, some Mm -hmm. of it is genetic some of it is just from trauma you know just experiencing so many things that I've experienced and if you pick up the book you'll you'll read some of that But, you know, it was trauma and a lot of the disorder that I have is because of that trauma. So i navigated the entire Bible to find out what God has to say about our mental health and what we need to do about that so that I could be free. Like I think this chapter was for me, first and foremost, and now I'm seeing how it's touching people's lives who are struggling, being a Christian and then having uh some type of mental health issue. And then next it takes us into our relationships. So just knowing um what relationships you need to just cut. I think you need to cut (laughs) it. And which relationships you need to foster and and invite in, you know, to your life. And then it takes us into your finances. I think um one of the big things in the Christian faith around money is that money is the root of all evil? That's a lie. The love mm-hmm. of money is the root of all evil. If you love money more than you love God, uh, more than you love anything else in life, yeah, then yeah that's that's probably a problem. That's going to be an issue because that'll yeah. be, you know, that'll be your God. So God wants us to be stewards of our finances so that we yes. can pass down generational wealth to those that are going to come after us. So we have to get our lives together when it comes to our money. We have to. And it's in the word of God. It teaches you just literally the blueprint of saving, budgeting and investing right in the word. And then yes. last but not least, I think the, you know, we're all on this new height. I don't know if this is a millennial thing, but it's word purpose. I right? find your purpose. Okay. Your purpose, 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 purpose. Uh, so of course, you know, I, I was like, You know, I got to touch on purpose. (laughs) So in the career freedom (laughs) section, I talk about just, you know, your passion versus your purpose and finding that so that you can live life free in your career. There's nothing wrong with the nine to five, but I do think that there is something else that God has placed in each and every one of us that either one will bring the body of Christ together and those that are not in the body just bring them to the body or that just helps us to you know live out our life to the fullest so there's something whether it's like if you like making cards then you make cards and if you go to work you go to work and then make your cards when you get home entrepreneurship is not for everybody but it is in the book just to talk about you know just some of the you know, the skills and just how God actually loves the entrepreneur. He loves mm-hmm. people that are using all of their gifts. And in your nine of five, you might not be using all of your gifts. There might be something yes. else. And I know, I think you, you working nine of five, but then you also do this. So that, that's your something else. This is all a part of your purpose. So understanding those things and the book, you know, I put my heart and soul out in this book. I told God, five times I am not writing a book because everybody wrote one. I'm not writing a book because everybody wrote one. And I was literally in a position where I was sat down. My daughter and I, we got assaulted. Um, I was boozed. I was thrown in jail. Um, and I didn't come out the house for a month. And in that season, he's mm-hmm. like, Dana, You need to write this book. And I wrote the book as I was recovering from being assaulted and dealing with the fact that I was thrown in jail for Mm two days and for something that somebody else did to me. You know, Mm -hmm. I had like a a Peter moment and Paul moment. I was like, oh, my God, what is happening? Like, what is going on. But um, I wrote it and I I think God for sitting me down even though it was so detrimental but I thank God for sitting me down because I was definitely going to be disobedient but it's like oh no you going you going to do this and then um, I also have Focus Black Females it is a mentoring program for girls and we are Located in the Winfield section of Philadelphia as well as in North Philadelphia, where we empower, educate, and enhance the girls in our communities so that they themselves can be focused black females and change agents for their community. So it is a structured curriculum based program. We have Tons of fun. We uh, talk about self-empowerment, so that's like self-esteem and confidence and knowing who you are, loving your own skin. Um, We talk about some finances. We talk about entrepreneurship. We talk about uh, respect and education it's just an array of things that we touch on in this program the girls love it and um, we recently on Saturday went on a field trip to the focus youth summit and they had a ball and I also exposed them to the arts I myself am a dancer I exposed them to the arts, the world of dance, the world of theater. And it's a blessing. You know, God gave that to me years ago. But I was always struggling with funding and, you know, trying to, like, even getting kids. I'm like, God, it's a pre-program. Why are they not coming? (laughs) And where's Mm. the money going to come from? And I just stayed faithful. Like, I stayed faithful. I remember being in a community center, and one person showed up, like, at the meet and greet. And it was a boy, so it didn't even count. And then I would come every week, every week faithfully, and nobody would come. And I'm like, God, I'm not doing it. Like, I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting my time. And then a few years later, here I am with two different locations and over 25 girls that I meet with regularly, like, in both programs. So I'm just blessed and and grateful for that opportunity because they get to see and learn from my mistakes. They get to hear my story and then also just learn something that they, that they didn't even know. And last but not least, one of the things that I'm most proud of, um, I've always had a dream since I've been eight years old to be a (laughs) talk show host and, um, just, I just love talking, as you can tell, (laughs) and uh, I love just audience engagement and wooing the audience and, you know, controlling the audience. Like, I just love it. So I am a a professional host, and I mostly do live events, so I'm praying and believing that God will, you know, help this dream that I've had since I've been eight years old of actually being a TV show host come to life, but just taking the steps necessary to get there. And as you know, as my life is just unfolding, I always, I always say now, I'm not hustling. I'm aligning with God's mm-hmm. purpose mm-hmm. for my life. I, I don't, hustle I, I don't, I don't do it. I align myself. I work hard, but I align myself to the will and the call of God. And that is like I'm just seeing things unfold, seeing things unfold recently got married, recently bought a house. I was rejected four times by four different banks. And mm-hmm. then when I when I was just about to give up, somebody called me like, oh, you're approved. Went through the process. I know, that's right. And, and <laughs> you know, and that's what happens when you align yourself with the will of God for your life. You don't have to worry about hustling. You don't have to worry about, well, I'm going to do this and do that and try to get that to go there. Like literally, you wake up. You fall to your knees. You seek his face. You ask him, what is it that I need to do? Help me to meet the people that I need to meet. What is it that I need to say? Well, what do I even need to wear? Because you might have a certain color dress (laughs) that's on a different business. Yeah. Okay. So, all of the things that I am doing right now, I say that it is truly an honor that God chose me to Mm -hmm. be in this position and I would not be where I am if it wasn't for him gifting me the way that he has gifted me. And now I owe it Mm -hmm. to him to share the gift that he's given me to the world and to make sure that as I do it, that everybody knows that Jesus Christ is the center of my life, of my business, of my family, of my relationships, he is literally the center of it all and don't ever right. be ashamed to include him and in what it is that you are doing. I don't care about audiences that I don't reach because I'm a Christian. I ain't even worried about that because if mm-hmm. my guy said it, it's going to be done. I'm going to, I need to go even if I get rejected by people as I just saw. So I, I am blessed and highly favored,
0: and I'm ready to rub it off on everybody that I come in contact with. I know that's right, and that's one of the things, like truly the light that God has given you, it truly was one of the things that when we saw each other, I was like, there's something about this this woman (laughs) right right here. Like, she's just lit. Like, you know, you are just (laughs) literally lighting (laughs) up a room with just the Holy Ghost for for sure. And I would say that you truly, to find what we were talking about which is knowing that being a Christian doesn't mean that your life stops it doesn't mean that it gets boring it doesn't mean that you sit down and fold your your your, your hands and you just in church all day right it means living, living your life, life. but rep- knowing who you're representing and you show and you demonstrate you know the the multi uh Christian that you're an entrepreneur you're a, a mother you're a wife you know you have a clothing line you're an author you You also you know have you know like you said your part-time job you have so many things going on you can't be bored right (laughs) you know (laughs) so it's like it just goes to show that it's and I love what you said it's not about hustling it's aligning yourself to the word of God and the purpose that God has for you and that is so so important like what you uh, touched on was you know not worrying about well how many likes did I get God you know if I keep following you I'm only getting and 10 likes. No, if you truly trust God and the purpose that He has for you, it's not about whether you're getting the glory. It's all about that is God getting the glory. Yeah. And God, God will man. elevate in due season and due time when He sees fit. And the key word that you mentioned, stewardship. God wants you yeah. to steward not only over your finances, but over your life, over yeah. the giftings that He's given you, over the family that He's given you. There's so many things that He wants you to be a good steward over. And if he can trust you with little, he He will trust you with much. And that is when you'll start to see yourself elevate. But see, the thing is, is that we think that, you know, okay, well, let me do this thing for God for two seconds, you know? And if it doesn't happen within a week or within a month, like you were saying, like, okay, God, I'm coming every week and no one's showing up, now right? And that's yep. how we are, especially our millennial generation and the generations coming up after. It's like, if it doesn't happen in microwave minutes, you know, yeah, then we don't yeah, even yeah. want anything to do with it. But that's not how God's timing works. And we yeah, have to get back to the patience that God has called us to. And I'm even speaking to myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to get back, back to this. the patience that God has called us to because it doesn't happen in our timing. It happens in the timing that God sees fit because we yeah. think we know it all. We would like to think that we know everything and we know how this is going to pop off and how, you know, this business is going to blah. blah Or whatever it is But If you think about it Anytime you give someone uh, Let's say You wouldn't give Like a Your like the keys to my car to maybe my seven-year-old niece because she's not ready ready. yet. Now she may feel she's ready yet. You know, she may feel like, you know, she'll call me Diti. Diti, you know, I want to drive or I want to sit there in the driver's seat or whatever. She may feel and she may envision herself to one day being in that seat. But because because I have wisdom and because I can see the the bigger bigger picture, I know that she is not ready yet. Now, the same thing with us, because God has wisdom and because God sees the bigger picture, because he sees the whole entire picture. And if he allows you to have that relationship too soon, if he allows you to have, you know, that job too soon or that promotion too soon or that business too soon or whatever it is you will destroy it before you even have it. And so the reason why God has does things in seasons is because he knows the correct season that is meant for you. And every one of us, you know, and one of the things I think that, is a, a, a killjoy to our faith is that we say, okay, God, I'm serving you. But you blessed Dana over there with oh X, Y, and Come Z. On. So why don't I have it yet? You know, I've been faithful. You know, I've been tithing. You know, I've been going to church every Sunday. You know, I haven't been sleeping with so-and-so. So why don't I have this? And again, we have a sense of entitlement and we have to stop, you know, having a sense of entitlement and thinking that, you You know, um, we don't have to still wait on God's plan and God's purpose for our lives. And any professional, uh, I have this in my book, uh, Kevin Hart talks about being uh, a comedian, I want to say, I think it was for 19 years before he was even Kevin Hart. you know and people think that everything is overnight success so they see you with crazy cool christian oh she's lit oh she's selling you know t-shirts oh you know she must have had that overnight they see you with you know as an author and they say oh she's doing speaking engagements she's selling books things of that nature oh she must you know have been a success overnight but they don't realize the person that you had to become and like you even shared you know you had had to be put in a place where God said, sat you down. Like you yeah. said, you didn't come out of the house for a month due to tra- tra- uh, traumatic events where God said, nope, you won't write this book now. Like, you know, and yep. so people don't realize the process because what we see on Instagram or social media doesn't is our highlight reel it's not yeah. the process yeah. I think also being a Christian people see okay well Christians are supposed to be this or supposed to be that and when they and then the day that you get saved because everything didn't automatically change in your life because you have to still go through a process you say oh well how come all these people are Christian and that's the only reason why I Became Christian is so that I can have live abundantly, and how you know um, certain preachers want to spin it, where you know there's only prosperity that happens. Yeah, that's a part of it, but, but there's, there's still a process. process, there's, there's still, still a deliverance, hay. there's still all those things, and so you know people have to realize um, that it's a process, and and again like you are multifaceted and you are truly the definition of what that looks like of having so many different parts of your life be full with to, with abundance but that takes time and then also know that you can be Christian and be lit you can be Christian and be crazy cool you know so mm-hmm. that, is, that is so <laughs> important and so I appreciate you just sharing your story and all the amazing things that you are doing how can people stay in touch with you and how can they get all of your products so you can follow me on
1: social media instagram at dana d-a-n-a underscore Speaks life and then i'm also on facebook and my page is dana speaks life all of my products are for sale on my website www.danaspeakslife.com and When you click the link in my bio for social media, you can also be directed to my YouTube channel. My Amazon, where there's books and things for sale, as well as any other media and podcast interviews that were done. So definitely a lot of good stuff. Uh, Check it out. And I would encourage you to sign up for my email list, some kind of cool, crazy stuff gets sent out. So sign up for it. Uh, Make sure you stay in touch. If you do listen to this podcast and you follow me on Instagram, slide in my DM. I love when people slide in my DM saying, hey, I heard you. And I just want to say this. I will talk to you like we best friends. Okay. Like you would think you know each other. (laughs) So um, I I definitely love meeting and connecting with new people, especially people that love Jesus Christ. Because we are in this together. We are in this together. And I can help you. And you can help me. So I love you all. And I just want to say thank you so much for having me today. I am truly honored. And I know this won't be the last time because there's so much more
0: that we can touch on.
1: And I can't (laughs) wait to be back, y'all. I really
0: can't yes and i told y'all that this episode was gonna be amazing because mm-hmm. dina marie she truly is when i tell you a ball of energy from day one when i met her and just full of so much love and she truly like i when i say when she says slide in your dm and her dm truly slide in her dm because she is such like like she's really a lovable AD nice approachable person she is truly uh, a person that i was like. Like, I have to have her on my podcast. And so, again, this will not be the last time. We definitely have to have so many more conversations and, differently, and definitely connect in so many different ways. So I'm just thankful for you. and.
1: Thank you. being
0: on tonight. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening and definitely stay tuned for another episode next week. Now, don't forget to click the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. I'll be bringing you a new episode every week. Also, don't forget to follow your host, your girl Darcel Laurie on IG at Darcel World. And of course, you know, I love hearing from you. So make sure that you send all your questions, topics, even guests that you would love to hear from at Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Mogul Talk with Darcelle Lari. where success is just a byproduct of who we are. Make sure to join us next week for another great episode. Until then, continue to talk and live like a mogul.